This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by our good buddies at Squarespace. Turn your great idea into a reality with Squarespace. They make it easier than ever to launch your passion project, whether you're showcasing your work or selling products of any kind. With beautiful templates and the ability to customize just about anything, you can easily make a beautiful website yourself. And if you do get stuck, their 24-7 award-winning customer support is there to help. So check out squarespace.com for your free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code GRACE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's Squarespace. Com, offer code GRACE for 10% off. Hi, Jack Ferry. Hi, Grace Helbig. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I just got back from Detroit. Oh, yeah. You went to a wedding. I did. It was really fun. Any specific standout moments? Uh, well, the best part about it was, I mean, besides, you know, seeing my family, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, was they had a live Motown band. <gasps> I at- love when weddings have live uh, music at the receptions. It was so A great. Motown band? Yeah. And that, I mean, you can't not dance. I got dance. Like, the true Detroit experience because of that. Yeah, it was great. I danced like a dum-dum. And it was super fun. Did you have the classic overly drunk aunt or uncle? I had the overly drunk uh, brother-in-law. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. But we went back to the hotel. I mean, I was drunk too. So like, whatever. No shame. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we like went back to the hotel together. Uh, it was me, my sister, and and my my brother-in-law, her husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we uh, there's like a like a trolley i guess that like shuttled us back, back and, forth and forth from the uh from the hotel and the, like, the venue so we got on and we were waiting for a while and then at a certain point they were like well it's just the three of us and then we got back to the hotel and jason like fell out of the thing oh yeah <laughs> like, fell out of the trolley and that was just it was really funny because the driver was like whoa <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That, we're like, we had a great time at this wedding. Yeah. My old, when my older brother got married, I might have said this on the podcast before. Uh, it was a shit show, but like really fun shit show yeah. to the point that like we had to all take like separate cars. And there was a trolley too that was going back and forth from the reception hall to the hotel. Yeah. So we were so drunk. I don't. I think I got on the trolley and went back. Or someone, a sober aunt or someone drive me. I don't remember how I got back to the hotel, but I did hear when I got back to the hotel, my mom came in and she was like, your brother, your younger brother's really drunk, Grace. Just keep an eye on him because he refused to get in the car. He said he was going to walk to the hotel. Oh when we boy. left the reception, Tim was like, I'm fine. I'll be fine. My mom was like, get in the car. He's like, mm, I'm good. I'll walk back. And we have no idea. He had no idea how to walk back. Oh my. my stepdad was like, Tim, get in this car. And then Tim came back to the hotel and just started poking people in the faces at the bar, just saying, I will destroy you. And that's how he got his... Um, uh, YouTube channel, Tim will destroy sure. you. Sure. So, so that's weddings the really bring story. people together. <laughs> they really do. It's they're super fun. Um, have you had a particular wedding that you've ever been to that has been like the most iconic one? Um, I mean the the one that sticks out to me the most is probably my brother's, just because yeah. I was his best man. Oh, that's and fun. So I got to give us, you know, my the best man speech. Which did was, it kill? I mean, it did because it was like a roast. <laughs> like, yeah, I basically eviscerated him. Um, but it was really fun because my brother's got such a great sense of humor that yeah. um, he's able to laugh at himself. And that's a lot of pressure to give the speech at the reception because that's a form of entertainment. You're making people stop and listen to you and if yeah. a speech is not good, it goes so bad. Yeah, it, I, and I had like out. Like I gave myself like little exits. I was like, if this isn't starting to land, like this is how I can get out of the toast quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it thankfully, um, his friends have also 
great sense of humor and and everyone was laughing really hard and it was cool too it was just heartening too because afterwards people were like so do you like do stand up and stuff in New York and I was like you're like me no I, I was terrified to do this oh, so that's great. thank you very much what's so. your advice to someone out there that might have to write a best man speech or a maid of honor speech um, my advice is usually um, try to find sort of like your favorite quality about that person mm-hmm. that you can both sort of poke fun at. You can rip it apart. But then also like bring it back to like make it be about like that's sort of like the heart of what it why and like yeah. make that sort of the theme of like the essay of the speech I guess. Yeah. And then the very it's very important that you include the bride. <laughs> the bride. Um, mm. Into how that sort of fits together. That makes sense. That. I also think keep it brief. Yeah. Uh, Mine was not brief. But, um, well, if you're not going to be brief, make it entertaining. Yeah. If you're not going to be brief, at least be funny. And that's the thing, too, is like give yourself an out. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like, oh, this what I thought was going to land really great right. isn't, you can just sort of like, OK, well, I've embarrassed him enough. Also, you know, I wish him the best and then move on to the end. Yeah. I think also prep beforehand because oh, I've been I to weddings so much. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I, I can imagine you in your mirror running your lines. Uh, I've been to weddings where the, you know, the maid of honor or the uh, best man, their speech was an afterthought. Clearly winging it. They get up and wing it and they're shit faced and it just goes forever and it goes in circles to the point where like the groom has to be like, okay, well, let's wrap it up because this is going nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. And it's well-intentioned. That's so embarrassing It's well-intentioned, but it's just so cringy because you're keeping everyone's attention. You're keeping them from going to the bar, getting another drink, getting their food. Um, the best wedding I remember I went to was on 4th of July in on like Long Island maybe or something. Uh, it was a guy I was dating this like really close friend and they had like the bride and him had some cash money. Nice. And the wedding was so fun. It was like brass band. Uh, you saw fireworks. It was like on the water. It was beautiful. Super like dance like maniacs. And then all of a sudden at the end of the night, they go, we have one last surprise for our guests. And we were like, we're getting cars. What's going on? And they (laughs) literally this room that was attached to the banquet hall that we hadn't even noticed the entire night all of a sudden opens up and it's just a room full of desserts with a giant chocolate fountain in the middle of it. And I squealed like an 11 year old little girl when that happened. I was so drunk that I was just like, sweet. Oh my god, that's so funny! It was I, I was like Barry, you have nailed this wedding. This is the best wedding I've ever been to. That's, I'm impressed. That's some real showmanship. It was really <laughs> impressive. And plus, it was a fun wedding because I wasn't close. So I got to be like the plus one and like fly yeah, under yeah. the radar of sure. like anyone knowing me. So I got to like be pretty drunk, but like no yeah. one knew how to relate it to like my normal sense of drunk. Yeah, I mean that's like my secret sort of like reason why I like weddings mm-hmm. is because it's socially acceptable to get a little bit too drunk yeah. and to dance very poorly. Very poorly. Because <laughs> oh. I'm a terrible dancer, but I enjoy dancing. Yeah. And I feel free at weddings because no one can dance well at weddings. And that's exactly what was happening at this wedding. <laughs> yeah. It was so much fun. Um, but, well, I'm glad you made it back. Thank you. It's I'm nice sure to it be was back. a journey. Although I do got to say, I have to say, I've never been to Detroit before. I was very impressed. Yeah. I think it's a really cool town. That's very... I, I, I hope it bounces back because... Uh, I think it, you were saying before, it already is. It of. has been, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just it's just great to... It, I, I was just impressed with it. Even though it was like sort of dreary and rainy the whole time, um, there's like a lot of just like great art and... Yeah. It's just got like a cool vibe and there's so much history there and it's, mm-hmm. there's so much like musical then, history there and it's just really cool. There's shows on like Comedy Central like Detroiters that are really kind of, uh-huh. you know, 
showcasing that town more. It feels like it's getting built up. It's getting a, yeah. a limelight put on it in a more positive way than yeah. what everyone else assumes Detroit is. Yeah, I agree. So I, I think um, hopefully like a big industry comes there and, and people, you know, take advantage of the, um, you know, depressed housing rates and uh, buy cheap, you know? Yeah. So you came back with a hangover and an appreciation. Yeah, I That's did That's a sign indeed. of a great wedding. Yeah. Well, you did it. <laughs> um, speaking of someone that I appreciate very much. Oh, I do as well. For I'm a, the I'm a, I've been a big fan for a while. Yeah. Jag kind of fangirled this episode. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, Lacey Green is with us. She is an amazing sex educator on YouTube and just in life. She's just like super smart, super delightful. And I think doing a ton for making sex positive conversations more normal yeah. for creating conversations. Um, Cause I you know I grew up in a very like British repressed, like my mom told me that her mom gave her a book to teach her about sex. So yeah. my mom didn't, feel comfortable talking to me about and it. And you didn't get good sex education in high school, right? No, we had like the bare basic, but I don't remember any of it because everyone was so uncomfortable the whole time. We were super uncomfortable too. Our sex education was actually excellent mm -hmm. at West Effort High. There you go. Um, just because, um, I don't know, for whatever reason, it was just comprehensive. Like yeah. We learned about... You know, this is not just like the anatomy, the male anatomy, the female anatomy. This is how you get pregnant. This is how you don't uh -huh. get pregnant. This is, you know, S these are all the STIs. This is they did teach abstinence, but they also like very cringily showed us and then made us do it. Like put a condom on a Ugh, banana, which stereotype. is we never did any of that. We did that. And um, I'm glad we did because um, it was interesting when I went to college, even at like a progressive university like NYU, it was mm -hmm. interesting to see um, the disparity between sure. the people who had good sex education and the people who had like none. Yeah. And I think Lacey's really doing a great job online because everyone in high school now lives on the internet yeah. of creating a safe environment and safe space to have more detailed and in-depth conversations. I mean, she just taught us a couple things in this episode that we didn't even know as like functioning adults. Yeah, I know. So guys, I'm very excited for you to hear this wonderful interview with the always delightful Lacey Green. Not, not too deep. With Grace Heidbeck. Hey, Grace. Hey, Jack Ferry. Let me guess. Go for it. We're sponsored by Squarespace today. That's correct. How did you know? I just took a wild guess because they're so wonderfully supportive. And if it's not a sponsorship by Squarespace, I I'm I'm shocked. Yes, honestly, I would be shocked as well. So, and you guys should turn your dream into a reality with Squarespace. Yes, they make it easier than ever to launch your passion project, whether you're looking to start a new business, showcase your work, publish content, sell products, and more. Squarespace is the tool for you. And they've got beautiful templates created by world-class designers and the ability to customize just about anything you want with just a few clicks, and you can easily build a beautiful website yourself. You know that firsthand because you have. I have and I do. Mm -hmm. I've made several websites using Squarespace for my podcasts. And they've got powerful e-commerce functionalities so that they can, you know, which helps you sell stuff online. They've got analytics to help you grow your site. And everything is optimized for mobile. So you don't have to worry about like, will this work on a phone? So there's and there's right. nothing to patch, there's nothing to upgrade. Ever. I don't I have wouldn't even know where to begin patching a website but buying a domain is simple and you get the help that you need even if you are curious about patching because Squarespace <laughs> has 24/7 award-winning customer support. They empower millions of people from designers to lawyers, artists to gamers, restaurants, gyms, dare I say filmmakers and podcasters Whoa. <laughs> to turn your to turn great ideas into something real and here's the best part you guys 
can go check out squarespace.com for your free trial. And when you're ready to launch, just use the offer code GRACE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com, offer code GRACE for 10% off. Not, not too deep. Jack Ferry, we have a very exciting sponsor of Not Too Deep today. Tell me. It is the Beyond Burger. It is an uncompromisingly delicious plant-based burger that is packed with protein and better for you and the planet. I heard about this. This is not like your typical like hippie college roommate veggie burger. No, and I haven't even heard about it. I have gone so far as to eaten it. Oh, tell me about it because I haven't tried one yet. It was delicious. It's it's so closely, it looks like meat and cooks like meat. It's bizarre. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's actually so filling and so delicious that it, you feel like... You're not missing out on any of the, if you are not a vegetarian, any of the normal like proteins you would get from meat. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the main worry about if you're eating something uh, plant-based is, mm-hmm. am I getting any protein out of it? And that's exactly what you get. They yeah. use protein from peas, potato starch, coconut oil. So it's without gluten, soy, or GMOs. And it is the only plant-based burger that is so meaty. It's sold in the meat case at grocery stores nationwide. That's wild. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Uh, This delicious plant-based Beyond Burger comes with less baggage and more benefits so you can eat what you love and feel better while doing it. So this summer, add some sizzle to your grill with this revolutionary burger that satisfies even the most ravenous of carnivores. I know I am definitely going to try You it. really have to. Honestly, it's great. I'm a huge fan, big fan. And it's, I mean, a fun game is having a summer cookout, put a Beyond Meat burger next to a real burger, see if anyone can tell the difference. Yeah, I would like to try that. If you guys are ready to taste the future of protein made from plants, you can visit beyondmeat, that's M-E-A-T, dot com slash grace beyondmeat.com slash grace and click the where to find button to find a local retailer near you. That's beyondmeat.com slash grace. Lucy Green is here. Yay. This is so exciting. You just celebrated your 10 years. Yeah. How long ago did you celebrate 10 years? Uh, Like maybe a year ago. Okay. Who's keeping track? Who's keeping track? (laughs) I know. It's bizarre to me that YouTube's even 10 years old. I know. It's so weird. It's super nuts. So what was your... 10 years, 11 years ago. Yeah. What was your rationale for starting or posting your first video? Uh, Well, back then, you know, YouTube was just a site for weirdos right. who would just like post their cam, like webcam videos yep. in the dark, like in their bedrooms. <laughs> like, like sitting on the floor in front yeah. of their bed. Like, yeah. who is this creeper? And I, I wanted to be a creeper, yep. you know, join the conversation. And I just started making videos for fun because I was kind of like going through a rough time as a teenager yeah. and wanted to be mad at mom and dad on the internet. There you go. <laughs> YouTube you was like outlet. A, yeah. And YouTube was a perfect place to do that. Yeah. Were you in school when you were doing videos? Yeah. I okay. started when I first started college. Okay. At the beginning. And then. Yeah. That's that's like Tyler Oakley kind of scenario. Yeah, too. totally. A lot of OG people just kind of like messing around online, yeah. you know, just doing, letting off some steam. Being angry or being happy or, you know. Being authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Just a a fun, like, playground to express yourself, which it's maybe changed, like, a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, 11 years later, and I guess it's par for the course. Like, we've been talking to, like, a lot of people. I talked to Hannah about this a lot, that it nothing's going to remain the same if it's just like this totally experimental platform. It's obviously going to get its tropes. It's going to get its stereotypes. It's like... I have to keep reminding myself it's a lot like Hollywood. I would imagine when people came out here just to make pictures, you know, yeah, and that's then all true. of a sudden 
now all these studios exist and now all these copycat shows and game shows and things like that exist and things don't feel the things that hit really well like Atlanta I feel like is because it's like this resurgence of this authentic piece of art that someone's making yeah um so yeah it gets right now I'm a little burnout on it. And I was looking through your Instagram and Twitter and all of that. And yeah. I was like, you took a break from social media for a second. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm always on a break. from social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go back for one day and I'm like, oh, God, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I need is. another year off. It's just was, really bad. I was reading your post when you I guess you Instagram not long ago being like, sorry, I took such a break, guys. I get overwhelmed using social media. Yeah. And I was like, this is exactly how I feel every time I like just by default open up uh instagram or twitter and then i just get anxiety but i feel like i have to like push through it Uh to keep checking it well you seem pretty good at pushing through it i mean i would never suspect that you're having like the mixed feelings that you're pressing yeah i'm very british (laughs) push it down down and it doesn't exist (laughs) Uh, yeah but so how do you feel now having been on there for like 11 years going through it? Yeah, I well, I just feel like I've watched kind of this place that was like a secret hideaway yes. turn into this massive corporate playground where mm-hmm. now it's like a, not just people like having fun and messing around, although there is that too. Right. But people are, you know, going to make their careers on YouTube and right. businesses see so much money in it. And that's fantastic in the sense that, you know, we can do what we love. Right. And put a roof over our head, you know, but at the same time it's kind of gross I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest it's a little disgusting at times and like you really see people kind of push the limits uh, yeah. of of everything of everything yeah but what you've been doing and what you've like carved out online is so interesting because it's like sex education which mm-hmm. I think is so important we were talking a little bit about this before you got here that I didn't learn anything in high school. I didn't learn yeah. anything from my parents, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the internet that taught me like about sex and then like peers that teach you. Yeah. So having someone like you that feels like a peer online giving information, whether it's like, you know, TMI or whatever, it's important <laughs> <Often> for TMI. <laughs> yeah, it's important for kids to like hear that from someone authentically like genuinely totally. that's definitely yeah. like the cool part of the internet right yeah you so, can really get that kind of stuff that's been kind of in the shadows or taboo in real life right you can just post it online exactly and nobody can stop you <laughs> yeah. and nobody can stop teenagers from watching it it's right. kind of like this beautiful storm of chaos I, I i've been a fan for a while just because um it felt um like you were sort of flying in the face of a lot of like what's going on politically where it's sort of like mm-hmm. restricting access to totally, yeah. sex education and you've been so vocal for so long for young people. And I think that's really important. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed by it. I think Thanks. that's great. It's also that's so sweet of you. It's very sex positive, which, you know, which it's is not, another very important thing. Yeah. Because you're always presented with this taboo about sex. I mean, I saw that you had like posted a poll on your Twitter being like, how do you sex? Like, yeah. do you do yeah. it in relationships? <laughs> one night stands, wait till marriage. And the results were really interesting. Yeah. Was the number one relationships? Yeah. The number one was relationships, but a lot of people were mad about that poll because I didn't put both. Oh, okay. Like, I do it all the time. Like, that's a good point. Yeah, oh, sure. true. The, the restrictions, you know, late night Twitter polls. But yeah, yeah it's fun <laughs> to be able to talk to people about their sex life in a, in a space that I think people feel more comfortable with it. Right. You're kind of like, you're still in your bedroom. You're mm-hmm. not in like, it is public, but it doesn't feel public. Mm-hmm. So that kind of creates a nice 
place for people to be able to open up more. Totally. Um, and overcome some of those weird things that happen totally. in a classroom or, you know, just talking to people. Oh, I had sex education in a classroom and it was so awkward. So <laughs> awkward. No, that's, oh, that's no. why we didn't learn anything because oh. everyone was so in their own brains about Ooh. how awkward and uncomfortable yeah. this is rather than feeling <laughs> comfortable enough to pay attention to what's being said to you. Yeah, right? I would have yeah. much preferred to go home and watch videos on my computer <laughs> and watch my gym teacher put a condom on a banana. Uh, uh, yeah. uh. <laughs> what is um, the most common sex myth that you have debunked or the funniest one that you've debunked? Oh my God. I feel like there's so many about vaginas. Right. Like I just have a long checklist of things that I'm saying over and over and over about well, that's female because anatomy. They are, they are a grand mystery that's to half true. the population. <laughs> How can we know women's bodies? It's impossible. It's literally impossible to know. I, it, literally. <laughs> Until the internet came along. Exactly. But yeah, I think... Um, so what are some of the crazy like vagina Jack's myths? Jack's like, so go on. Tell me. <laughs> yes, I so do. about those Edu- vaginas. Educate me, Lacey. <laughs> um, the main ones that come up constantly are about the hymen. Okay. Like that's such a popular yeah, idea sure. that, that you need to break your hymen. Right, right, it's right. It's just like, oh my God, it, 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 the hymen doesn't break. Like it just doesn't. You See, know, and I didn't even know how... that. I'm 32 years old. Yeah. No well, one, to- I mean, I haven't explicitly Googled it, but <laughs> yeah. It's didn't... just one of those things, right? That you just sort of learn like the first time you have sex, this is what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And yeah, so that's a weird one. And, but, also, um, and also not for everyone. Right. It's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing too. It's like all these things is everybody is different. Right. But like, in general, right. this idea that like the hymen is something that needs to be broken when you put your hands or yeah. things. Like, and people know that's not true because they're confused when they put a tampon in. Right. And they're like, how did... How does this happen? Yeah, how do I... How is blood coming out? Sorry, not to get like no, too graphic, go for it. but how no, am I right. having my period, right? right? Like how... If you have to break a hymen, right. how am I menstruating? So I think a lot of people are like confused about it, but sure. never, it never gets corrected. So there's that. Interesting. And then the smelly vaginas is the other one. Okay. Constantly. Is the question like, like why the does myth? my vagina smell? Yeah, like our vagi- vaginas are gross. Vaginas are smelly. They're uh. fishy. Like all of this weird. It's like, where does this go? Like, yes, genitals smell a little musky. Okay. Like I think yeah, Amy kept, Schumer did a great stand up about like, they're like the barn animal. In a sweaty area, like your armpits also are not the totally. most naturally great smelling area mm-hmm. of your body. Mm-hmm. It doesn't smell like, you know, flowers. Right. But penises don't smell arm- like flowers either. I would either. say armpits smell worse. That's true. <laughs> yeah. There That's you true. go. You got that stinky BO going on. Yeah. <laughs> At least that isn't coming down here. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Uh, that, I mean, and with that, because you're like giving actual information, because you're just giving straight up facts and debunking mythology about um, sex and the world around it, you get a lot of angry parents. Yeah. Uh, coming at you online. And that's what's impressive. (laughs) No, seriously, because you stand up to that and you don't back down, which I think is really admirable. Thank you. But it's because you're giving information to, I mean, what's the general anger coming from? Is it just that like, how dare you tell my child something Mm -hmm. that I haven't told them yet because I also didn't know and I'm uncomfortable with my own sexuality? (laughs) Well, not to put too fine a point on it there, (laughs) but pretty much. I, I mean, I think that's what a lot of it boils down to, right? Yeah, but yeah. it really depends on like where they're coming from with it. A lot sure. of the time, the angry parents are from a more conservative, religious sure. situation. I've actually been like dealing with this crazy 
situation in West Virginia. Uh-huh. So this school district out there. Really? Sh- the super liberal state of West I know, Virginia? I, know. I find that <laughs> so <laughs> surprising. I know, it's crazy that I would have like a problem out there. It must but be unique and, you know. I thought it was all just pride parades. <laughs> <and laughs> One day, yeah. Yeah. I'm holding on for West Virginia. Yeah, we're yeah. rooting but for today, you, West Virginia. <laughs> we've seen brighter days in West Virginia. Yeah, they have this high school like showed one of these videos that was about male pleasure. Okay. That, and, one of your videos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The the sex educator showed it yeah. for a unit in the high school and the parents freaked really out. like so much so that they're filing a lawsuit <gasps> against the school district that's insane what? Believe that? and this is what they said the parents, i can't wrap my brain around that because they're, they're corrupting the youth is that what they're arguing well the parent arguments are just hilarious so just yeah. if you want a lull it's a good it's a good google <laughs> but these guys are accusing the school of mental violation mental violation yeah yeah that's mentally violating their Whoa, kids oh that they broke into their brains yeah yeah, oh, and I'm like, oh my god, that's such loaded language. Like, this is such a weird yeah. com- way to handle this. Like, with a lawsuit, the teacher was put on leave. It's just like Jesus. a big, yeah, it's just a big drama. And all of these like local press outlets were uh-huh. contacting me, like, what do you have to say for yourself? Oh, god. Like, wow. I had not a, I have no like bearing on that. It's just my yeah, video. I didn't ask know? him to play that video yeah, or anything like and that. It's not, it's not even a recent video, right? Is no, it? it's an older video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and the. I understand a little bit of the weirdness because in that video, I talk about blowjobs. Okay. And, you know, I'm very pro, like, sex is pleasurable, sex is fun, sex is healthy, do your thing. But I generally don't, in, like, a classroom setting, wouldn't go into, like, here's how to give a good blowjob. Yeah, that can be a little you know, taken the wrong way if you're a sure, parent. And you sure. find, like, what'd you do in school today? I learned how to give a blowjob. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, what? Yeah. Exactly. So I, I, can I think see anything some worth learning that. is worth learning how to do right. Well, there, <laughs> there's that. I mean, you're there's only that. just setting your child up for success. <laughs> right? That's right. If they're going to exactly. find out the wrong way, don't let them have that. They have access to the internet. Totally. So, so my question is, since the state of West Virginia uh, shut this down, um, I guess no one's having sex there. Yeah, it's absolutely Actually, like no. we they bottomed out. Yeah, so you know, there's purely, no more pregnancy or STDs happening. It's actually really amazing. Abstinent <laughs> right. outside of marriage because of this lawsuit. You know, so speak- West Virginia is going <laughs> to cease to exist eventually if no one's procreating. <laughs> That's, That's right. a really good point. Yeah, yeah, their uh, future is obviously at stake. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a really funny thing though, as a side note, after all of those press outlets covered this, yeah, my like. What, what is it like 13 to 17 graphic on YouTube watching that video went up by 300,000 oh, in wow. one day. Are you Amazing. serious? Yeah, just on that video. And Holy I was like, shit. wow. Okay, so by trying to like tell these kids not to watch it, you basically made sure the entire state Ex- saw it. Yeah. Right. Good job. Good job, you guys. A plus. Wow, Your that plan. really backfired on them. Yeah. That's amazing. It's, it is pretty. It was so they chose, they, they basically volunteered to violate their own brains. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Voluntary <laughs> mental violation yeah, happening put, on the internet. They put fuel on that mental violation fire big time. Good job, you guys. Wow. Our country is absurd sometimes. Uh, it's a little crazy. It's a little you crazy. went to a sex bot factory. I did. Oh, okay. I want to know about that. <laughs> yeah, That's us, crazy. And also, do you have a sex bot now? Because you say you want one. One day, Grace. Okay. <laughs> you know, one step at a time. Are, do you have like on a payment plan? That's right. You got one yeah. on layaway? Get it set up. Wait, that's why I really went there. Yeah, tell us about that. I didn't even know that 
these were places that you could visit. Yeah. I mean, it's a thing. The sex bots are a thing. And a lot of people are talking about AI and like robots. Right. Same creepy Westworld. robot videos. Westworld. Sure. Uh-huh. Totally. So it's like, That's wait. That's all sex bots on that show. Truly. It is actually. It's crazy. That's a good point. Westworld's <laughs> yeah. about sex bots. Yeah. yeah, basically. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But it, it was a wild where journey. Was, where was the factory? It's out in the middle of nowhere, like on the way to San Diego. Okay. So it's in yeah. the United States. It is. Okay. I, I was like, did you country. go to Russia or something? <laughs> uh, yeah. Or I thought my my I've um, thought maybe Japan. Oh yeah, Japan. yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are sex spot factories but in both of those places. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I, there's one, one right next door. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's just like right a, it's just like road. a short drive. Yeah. Grace, what are you doing later? I mean, <laughs> let's take this podcast on the road. Yeah, I feel like everyone should have that experience. It was very enlightening. So it, what was it like? It was cool. I, you know, I went in like, oh, people are having sex with these dolls. So I'm just going to kind of like get a feel for why. Yeah, I've watched yeah. real doll documentaries before yeah. and they're fascinating. They are fascinating, I agree. Uh, yeah, I forget what the guy's name, something cat, Dave Cat or something is like one of the main subjects of it. Is and that the one who has like 13 of them? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, mm. but it's fascinating. Yeah. Mm. 13, that's, but that's more, that was few. More, that was less sex connection and more like building actual like emotional connections to these like dolls but so is it similar like companions yeah i think that was part of it like i talked to the guy who makes them and he really humanized the issue because when you think about sex bots and like guys buying 13 dollars or something you know you have this idea in your head of like who is this creepy lonely man who's like having sex with these dolls and yeah when you talk to them yeah um it does give you more empathy for what's going on yeah it humanizes it like yeah yeah. Uh, like he said um a lot of his clients are widowed like they oh, lost their wives yeah. which is really I, I horrible also, and sad sad but also i makes more sense obviously yes, if yeah. they're like i don't want to do this emotional thing again yeah like i'm not ready for that yeah. and this may this is like this interesting middle ground for me to heal sexually yeah. and maybe emotionally a little bit too yeah, you know? yeah. I, I also think there's a stigma particularly when it comes to male sex toys Mm, mm -hmm. Um, I think it's much more sort of like ironically sort of socially acceptable to like yes women have vibrators that's Mm -hmm. totally fine we can all talk about it it's no big deal but you you talk about a guy buying a fleshlight and immediately it's just like what a creep oh Mm -hmm. gross you're Mm -hmm. like fucking a piece of rubber where it's just sort of like what is the difference and and when I look at the sex bot thing um, I just like this is just a extremely expensive over the top sex toy what's the average price um, he told me they are around fifteen to twenty thousand for Jeez. the ones. I know that's wow. like a car for the ones that that's talk. Cr- for the ones that, the talk? ones that talk. Yeah, yeah. How I didn't know they talked. There, yeah, they have this new AI. I think it just launched, or it's launching this month. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. But yeah, it talks to you. The, the other ones are a little cheaper, like closer to seven grand. Still that's still expensive. so much money for a sex toy. But wait, <laughs> so they talk, meaning like you pre-program it with phrases, or it is able. Through AI to figure out a conversation that you're having with it. The latter. Yeah. It's wow. more it's more like Siri. Quick Siri, but yeah. like sex bot Siri. Oh, oh Siri's not. See that kind yeah. of that I'm not ready for. <laughs> Me neither. That I'm like, wow. But I, I can that. understand someone like that is an episode of Black Mirror. Like <laughs> yes. the woman's husband dies and then she brings back basically right? like the robot yeah. version oh, yeah. of him. Yeah. And then she That's gets a great episode. So, so good. good. But it feels similar to that yeah. where, you know, she's technically widowed and yeah. wants it wants him to come back totally whoa yeah. that's so nuts yeah and you basically because i remember growing up and getting like um american girl dolls and you could customize they had magazines <laughs> where you could customize this the face a, yeah and the eye color and the hair and the dress is it similar kind yeah. of 
It totally is. And that was another interesting thing about visiting the factory is you see how much intense artistic skill goes into these. Like my favorite part was the eyes. Yeah. They look like real human eyes. It like really freaks me out. But this woman, she just like sits there and like hand paints them. Really? Yeah. I mean, they're super talented artists. So it was cool going to the warehouse because like all these badass people just like making body parts that look like real body parts. Was there like that uncanny valley that you hear about where it's sort of like it looks real but not quite real? So because of that, it's it's a little bit off-putting. There's a slight creepiness. And I've always found dolls and mannequins and things like that super creepy. Like I can't handle it. Like even going to like haunted houses or like, you know, prop shops and stuff like that out here. Like I did something on the set of like Walking Dead once and went into their like... Cadaver room. (laughs) Basically, yeah. Yeah. And things look so real it's creepy yeah. and they're like touch it i'm like i don't i'm good i'm good <laughs> gonna pass on that one yeah yeah it's weird i mean it, it is that sort of like it's almost there but yeah. there's yeah. something just a little off and i feel like that's the creepiest place to be in yeah wow i mean what a like idea for a haunted night just stay in the sex bot warehouse <laughs> overnight oh, oh my god, god. That would be <laughs> i'd be into that i'd be into that but you could get freaky yeah. you know <laughs> Don't know what's going to happen happens. down there. Yes, to that dress. After dark. <laughs> um, you wrote a book. Yeah. That's so exciting. Is it it's currently out? It's coming out in September. Okay. Yeah. What's it called? What's it about? It's called Sex Plus. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, it's like a crash course to sex for young people. This feels long overdue. It is. <laughs> well, you know, I've been working on it for so long. Have you? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it. a lot of YouTubers, like, they're get, they get their books out so much faster and I'm like, help. This but yours, so much time. But yours isn't. It's very. It has to be highly like researched. I imagine. Yes. It has to. You don't want to give incorrect information or that pass was, on anything that yeah. might influence someone negatively. Exactly. That was why it took so long. You know, I'm like sitting there, like figuring out the right way to say a thing, right. you know, rewriting it a million times. I mean, you've written a book. You know, the, the but struggle. My book is I'm very sure. stupid, and is supposedly supposed <laughs> to be stupid. So it's like, right. well, it's supposed to be fun and. Right, but that, and not educational at all. I do not throw out anything that's informative on any level. Right, that makes it a little easier, I guess. But I can imagine that there's a stress level there of trying to make sure that you're like, this is entertaining and educational at the same time. Yes, Yes. for sure. It was was weird to trans, because it's so much easier to convey that when I'm just blabbing my mouth on YouTube. Right. When you put it in a book, it's like, how do I like capture myself mm. in text? Yeah. In all of these pages. And you can't control how someone reads it. Totally. Yeah. You don't have like any intonation. Like all those things make a huge difference in how you come across. Absolutely. So that was a weird challenge. Are you doing an audiobook version of it? Yeah. Did so you th- do that already? Not yet. Okay. Yeah. That'll be really fun. And also, that's a very stressful experience. Oh, cool. <laughs> Not super to- stoked. Yeah. yeah <laughs> talking, <laughs> talking about like super explicit sex stuff in like a, a booth. Yeah. With some like engineer dude That'll staring at you. That'll be exciting. Yeah. Really looking forward Stone to that. Face. Yeah. No, you'll be great. You'll, you'll be fine. It'll be totally I mean, you've great. done so many videos at this point talking about this stuff. You, you're probably like. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't mind the content. I'm just more worried about sitting there. They told me it was going to be like five days, eight hour days, yeah. straight across just reading. It's exhausting. And then yeah. you read and you forget how to say words and you think am i sounding like a normal am i saying sentences am I a right? human right yeah now? exactly am yeah I that already sounding- happens to me so i'm not looking forward <laughs> to the audiobook version how was the writing process in general though 
It was good. I actually really loved it. Like that's, it, great. that's part of why I was like, I need to go back to school because I just love like the sexual health aspects. Our mm-hmm. bodies are so cool. <laughs> they are. They're so amazing. Yeah. I just feel like, wow, like there's so much we don't know about what we, the body we literally live in oh, and yeah. how it works and why it does what it does. And, you know, learning more about that because I was trying to be more elaborate than a video, like a three-minute right. video, you know, was really cool. And That's awesome. Yeah, it's so exciting. I love that shit. That's very, I know, I we talk about this all the time. I'm like, the body, the human body um, is awesome to me and also terrifying. So I'm like, how are we not breaking constantly all the time? There's so many systems firing That's a all at question. once. question. Yeah, and if I think about that too much, I go crazy. So right. yeah, I have that's to, true. So I give myself the benefit of the doubt. Let's talk about drag queens. Oh, my favorite. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw you did a video about like, um, is drag okay for kids? Yes. I can imagine that the feedback on that was probably a little mixed. Yeah. Pol- polarizing. <laughs> a little polarizing. Well, there's like all these kids that are doing drag because yeah. they love RuPaul. I just went down a K-hole looking at all the drag con photos oh, yeah. from over the weekend on Instagram. They're so cute. Oh, they're so amazing. Yeah, they're and adorable. The people that bring their kids dressed in drag, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. This is wonderful. Yeah. And they they get to express it. It's like playing dress up. Exactly. You know, it's self-expression. I think it's beautiful. But so many people are like bullying these nine-year-old kids online, Ugh. which really? Well, Awful. internet. Yeah. You it's know, classic internet. never underestimate yeah. what people will do. But yeah, the the whole topic was inspired by these kids kind of being bullied online and maybe some legitimate concerns being raised about seeing kids in like nightclubs and okay. things like that, you know, and trying to find the nuance in that that acknowledges how wonderful it can be for a kid to express themselves mm-hmm. that way while also not dismissing the concerns of people who are just very uncomfortable, you know? And drag is maybe super new to them. They don't understand it. They think it's like a gay thing. Right. Or like it's a sexual thing. Right. And it's not, like, drag is not about sexiness. I mean, have you seen what they wear? I mean, it's cumbersome. It's it's a lot. Yeah. Like, there's a lot going on there. It's glamorous often, but it's not necessarily, you know. It's art. uh, It's walking art. Provocative. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It can be, but it's also artistic. You know, it's not, it's not like it's extremely elaborate dress up and performance yeah it's yeah. halloween yeah. every day for halloween them. every day exactly yeah. and it's like it. what's wrong with that exactly. you know but the thing that makes people uncomfortable is the gender stuff it's like yeah. what are little boys are dressing like girls gotcha. so it's connected to a lot of like deeper shit i would say sure but yeah and panic I mean, too i think i think there's a panic. there's a fear that if I let my boy dress like a girl, he's going to want to dress like a girl all the time. Mm-hmm. Or it's sort of like, I think if your boy wants to dress like a girl and you tell him he's not allowed, then he's really going to want to dress totally. like a girl. Yeah, when you totally. totally can't have cookies, all he wants are the cookies. Yeah. Exactly. Like, this what? is like a very basic thing that a lot of people just need to understand. Yeah. Like when you tell yeah. people they can't do a thing. They want to do it. They will do the thing. Yeah. Much more extremely. Like yeah. you just got to accept that sometimes just letting people do what they want to do is going to deter the stuff that you want you know exactly um that said who's your favorite drag queen i know it's impossible to name just one yeah you know honestly my heart is with one of my friends who is a weho drag queen and we've known each other for a long time um her drag name is doll the drag doll i love that yeah it's like um spooky like subversive kind of haunted drag it's kind of like dark gothic and 
Yeah, I just love. Where does she perform? Um, the Abbey, Flaming oh. Saddles, all over. That's town. Awesome. Yeah, and it's been really fun watching her kind of come up over the last like five or six years and really come into her own That's- in that role and in that character. That's the coolest thing to me. Mamrie has a best friend from New York uh, who decided last year, his name's Jacob, that he really wanted to do drag. Mm-hmm. He'd been wanting to forever or like two years ago. And so I remember we had dinner with him on her birthday when he was telling us about this character that Mamrie named called Crystal Mesh. Get Meshy. Oh my goodness. Yes. And it's I follow him on Instagram <laughs> and I've just been watching this progression of like truly you develop into this role this character yeah. I get chills just like talking about it because I'm like it's so cool that's amazing also just to watch him get better at putting on makeup and yeah. like to try different looks is ugh, I yeah, love it it's really artsy yeah and yeah I just I love how subversive it is it's just kind of like a middle finger to everything we yes. tell people they need to be it's like I can I can get down with that you do you you know a hundred percent um well we're gonna take a really quick break and when we get back we have some awesome twitter questions for you cool. so we'll be right back with Lacey Green on Not Too Deep Are you a psychopath without an outlet? How did you know? I mean, uh, <laughs> sorry, I was talking to myself in a mirror, Jack, uh, but thanks for letting me know. Uh, do you feel like you understood the movie Swim Fan on a deeper level than your friends? Have you ever been ghosted before a first date because you came on a tad too strong? <laughs> Well, then this new podcast by friends of the show, mm-hmm. uh, Corrine Fisher, who is also co-host of Guys We Fucked, um, and Rosebud Baker, the writer, a writer for Elite Daily, is for you. Listen, Two Less Lonely Girls is an unironic podcast about Justin Bieber hosted by two proud adult believers. They are true believers. And after only a dozen episodes, co-hosts Corinne and Rosebud have already been contacted by Justin's mom, Patty, and Justin's pastor at Hillsong slash Jesus Daddy, Carl, who have both listened to the podcast. I mean, that's a sign of a successful podcast. I'll say. If you ask me. This podcast (laughs) explores topics like who the song Love Yourself is really about, what a church service at Hillsong is like, what all Justin's tattoos mean, and what it's like to interact with Justin from the perspective of the paparazzi. That's impressive because he has a lot of tattoos. Mm -hmm. And if you're not a believer, don't worry. This podcast is also about celebrity on a deeper level because you know famous people are up to some weird shit. Super weird shit. So Two Less Only Girls comes out every Monday on Apple and Spotify. It's free and each episode is only about 30 minutes. You already have 12 episodes to catch up on. So go subscribe to Two Less Lonely Girls today. This is a celebrity gossip lover's wet dream. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> no, not too deep. When rumors are this juicy, does it even matter if they're true? Gossip is the first ever comedic soap opera podcast from the mind of actor, comedian, and someone I am a fan of, Alison Raskin. We're both fans of her. She's absolutely wonderful. Great dog, by the way. That she owns. (laughs) Excellent. Just side note for you. Allison is also a New York Times bestselling author and co-creator of the Just Between Us YouTube channel. So in gossip, three unlikely friends, Valerie, Mia, and Bethany, meet each other at the Golden Cup Coffee Corner to dish about the latest rumors floating around their not-so-traditional suburban town, Golden Acres. Look, there's infidelity. 
epic fights, crazy sisters and former bachelorettes, girls going missing and murder, maybe even a serial killer priest. And each week you'll learn more about the three women's juicy pasts as the story unfolds. So if you're a fan of shows like Jane the Virgin, Desperate Housewives or Big Little Lives, you will love gossip. So get into the rumors now before you're left out. You can listen to episodes one and two of Gossip right now on Apple Podcasts, Stitchers or wherever you get your podcasts. You went to um, Berkeley, right? Yeah. How was that experience? Because Hannah also went there. Do you feel like you fit the stereotype of the Berkeley (laughs) alum? Um, I mean, it kind of depends on what your stereotype is now, because I feel like Berkeley's been in the press so much with all this free speech stuff. Oh, oh sure. right. You know, like all yeah. of these contrarians and provocateurs triggering the libs at yeah. Berkeley. Like, oh, like Milo. Yeah. What's yeah. His name? yeah. That whole, ben, ben, that dude. Yeah. That whole brigade. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I definitely identify with like the Berkeley identity of, you know, being kind of an obnoxious, liberally type who loves the outdoors (laughs) and granola. I mean, I get down with that. Crunchy. It's crunchy. It's very crunchy. I like a good crunch. And um, I I think like a lot of the stuff about Berkeley just kind of reinforces that. Like Berkeley is a free speech haven. It's a really progressive place. It was where the free speech movement started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That's super cool. It's cool, yeah. Yeah, Hannah talks about her Berkeley experience a lot and it's like she lived like in a commune with her friends. Yeah. Like it's that very- Yeah, they got those co-ops going. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a very unabashed like- the stereotype that you imagine is exactly what yeah. it is for her experience. I yeah. was like, this sounds pretty great. I honestly wish that co-ops were like a thing in general. Yeah. I would love to live in a space where you have like your own room, but it's like big where you live with maybe 20 people and yeah. you've got like some communal spaces. I like that. I feel like that happens in downtown LA a little bit. I yeah, feel like, like the a, artist stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. like an art area down there that seems like a lot of that cool stuff is happening. Um, Okay, before we get into these Twitter questions, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every single guest on the podcast. Okay. And the first one is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Ooh. Ooh. Cold spaghetti. I'm feeling powerful. (laughs) Drunk with spaghetti power. Um, Well, today I'm really mad at that dude, Ajit Pai. Oh, yeah. He sucks. The the net neutrality guy. Yeah, that guy's the worst. Mm -hmm. Because he's, like, ruining my internet. I feel like a defensive mom who needs to, like, throw some spaghetti at him. Uh, That would make total sense. Yeah, he deserves it. Absolutely. I'm not into that. Uh, it's it's really gross. It doesn't make sense. Do you guys get like a lot of political? I'm just curious. Like, not much. So we get. Yeah. Uh, I'm super political, so I love talking about this. That's stuff. cool. But <laughs> we, we get a lot of people wanting to throw cold spaghetti at Trump. Oh, of course. Which is you know the cold kind spaghetti of king. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We did get. I think we did get Pence recently, oh, yeah, which yeah. was refreshing. That yeah. Change of pace. A visual. <laughs> he sucks too. Let's not yeah, forget he also sucks. Yeah, how much he sucks. That's <laughs> yeah. so true. He's just quieter about how much he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, the other question is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or close call, oh. but you can only use three words or three small phrases. So mine is college jogging front lawn. Wait, pants shit like like pants shitting story if you've ever shit your pants and or like a close call. I don't think I've ever like felt close to shitting my oh, pants. What wow. is that oh. like? <laughs> I know. My bowels are pristine. Or like, good for or like you. A, uh, you. No know, wonder you're so confident. Or That's you know, true. It's all down here, <laughs> right? Missing your pants. A close okay. call there. Okay, okay. I've had. Um, it actually happened at VidCon. Oh, okay. But you can only use three words. Three words. With, okay. Or three small phrases. VidCon, house, 
sink. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> but also, like, very resourceful, I can imagine. I, sometimes you got to be thrifty you're, uh, in you're a tight a, situation. Yeah, you did. You're no longer invited into my co-op. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> the co-op has no toilets, only sinks. Only sinks. <laughs> okay, let's get into these Twitter questions. Someone asks, what scents do you value most? Scent? Scents. Like Scent. oh, your, oh, oh, like, like your five senses. senses. Mm-hmm. Right, those are a thing. Oh, man. Oh, God, jeez. Uh, maybe my my eyes. Your eyes. I, I'm a very visual person. Like, mm. I love beautiful things. Yeah. And I don't like to hear people talk. <laughs> so it's like, I could see that being a good situation. Yeah, I can totally see that. I think, yeah, I think mine would be eyes, too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be blind. Right. But... In my abstract non-blind person interpretation, right. it would be dark. Yes. And I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Maybe it would be beautiful in its own way. Who it, knows? You would probably eventually find beauty. But I think going blind, knowing what the world looks like, like having the sense right. of sight and then going blind, I think would be a, a very day. difficult transition. Totally. Um, though I love those videos of people that are colorblind that see color for the first time. It makes my heart so warm. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh yeah. Those oh. are great. So good. It's beautiful. Okay. Someone wants to know, what was the coolest thing you've ever seen at a wedding you have attended? Do you go to a lot of oh. weddings? No, I don't really <laughs> go to weddings. I feel like people don't get married that much anymore. I agree with you. I have a small family. Like, I don't have people getting married. Yeah, my older brother got married a couple years ago. And then I feel like... A guy I dated a few years ago had a bunch of friends get married all within like the same years that we were dating. So I went to like a bunch of weddings within Ooh. two years. And yeah, they, then, come like, in, they come in waves. Right. And then I haven't <laughs> been to one in like five years. Like, wow. It's nuts. Yeah. That's kind of strange. It's very strange. But what's the coolest thing you've ever or the coolest wedding you've ever been to? Um, I've only been to like three weddings. Okay. So I feel like I don't really have like a wedding Rolodex sure. to <laughs> choose from. You know? Would you have a wedding? Would I have a wedding? Yeah. Prob- probably. <laughs> I have to think about that. Yeah. Probably, probably. Because, like, it's good to have an excuse to just, like, party with your friends. That's all it is. In a pretty place. Yeah. Wearing pretty things. Exactly. <laughs> Who doesn't want to do that? Maybe I'm we, into it. Maybe we should just throw f- more fancy parties more for fancy ourselves. More fancy parties. Yeah. yeah. Jack yeah. loves a fancy party. I love a fancy party. Who doesn't? It's <laughs> yeah. so fun. It yeah. is fun. Not and too often, though. I don't I need to be exhausting. legally bound to somebody to have a fun party. Yeah, maybe <laughs> we just need more, like, galas. <laughs> or, I would like, be totally, I would be totally down to throw a gala. I think that would we be We throw the first annual not-too-deep gala. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Guys, let us know on Twitter if you think this is a good idea. <laughs> if you think this is a good idea, let us know. Any excuse to get dressed up, I am all for. So fun. So yeah. Um. Someone says jelly for eyebrows or peanut butter for fingernails. Mm. Fascinating. Um. Probably jelly for eyebrows because you need your hands to be yeah mobile for things. And I, I feel, feel like I just get peanut butter everywhere. And you dogs know? would just be all over you. Oh God! <laughs> what a, what a tragedy a, that's that's a, that would that's be. A positive. <laughs> no, that's a good. Po- that's actually a good pro. Peanut like butter a, fingers. Yeah, point. yeah. If you chew your nails, it's like a, a snack. A treat. <laughs> a true delight. <laughs> you know? Just a little seasoning on those yeah. fingers. Yeah, well, I think you need to rethink this, Lacey. That's, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> if you had jelly for eyebrows, you'd never have to draw them in every day. You'd never have to pluck them. You never have to manicure them. It's, is, it depends on how thick it is though like is it leaking into my eye (laughs) I think you can choose I think you can choose okay cool 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 (laughs) choices choices I like that Uh, someone says how many times have people asked you to look at weird stuff on their junk oh Oh, does that happen do you have people ask you like 
questions about their body, like rashes. And you're like, you're like looks- I am not a doctor. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, there's a lot of rash emails. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, usually not accompanied with pictures because my email submission doesn't have For the pictures. best? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we have to make good choices. But yeah, the, <laughs> the descriptions are almost worse sometimes. Sure. It's like, what are you talking about? I guess people Go just immediately assume doctor. that like <laughs> you're... Because you're talking about sex, you must be a gynecologist. Right. So I can talk to you about this. Yeah. I mean, I have like some basic knowledge of like, if you are having these symptoms, that's probably going to be this and you should go to the doctor and confirm that it's that. Yeah. 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 yeah, The the descriptions of things are usually textual, not visual. Thank you. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, I mean, I'm okay with whatever's going on on your body it's Uh cool it's just a weird approach to write like four paragraphs about a bump you have yeah (laughs) and describing it in really interesting detail i just like hmm, medicine is not there yet (laughs) one day ai will look at this paragraph and diagnose you yeah but that is not happening and in the time it took you to describe this via email you could have maybe made a doctor's appointment people are so scared of their doctor though they're terrified especially for std stuff you know oh for sure i think there's just that whole like paranoia that like they're gonna hear the worst thing ever yeah it's scary but like if you have something not going to the doctor isn't gonna make it go away exactly yeah what's the strangest or if there's something that pops out in your mind interaction you've had with either like a fan or someone that came up to you on the street or someone at VidCon or something like that Mm. sometimes people and i'm sure you've had this too like people will grab me from behind Ooh. like hug from behind yeah that's kind of scary it's really scary i'm like have you ever had someone you weren't expecting just grab you from behind i usually tell them this yeah i'm like i so appreciate your love but have you ever had someone grab you from behind when you weren't expecting it that's a scary experience yeah you shouldn't do that no for sure and it takes that moment for i think people to register like oh Oh, that was weird yeah (laughs) i should have done that they see you and talk to you online so they assume like we're friends we know each other but like even my good friends like if they come up behind me and i'm not expecting it they might get like a flailing fist of course you know in this 2018 yeah yeah big time in this 2018 year yeah a lot of fists flying <laughs> lots of fists this flying. Year. so guys just you know mark down on your what not to do at big cunt list Boom. grab people from behind <laughs> also just what not to do in life yeah. list i think is probably good it's a life skill right there. i like that we're starting with vidcon though yeah <laughs> start at vidcon and then move up to other Let that ripple out to the rest of america <laughs> yeah oh someone wants to know what's the weirdest gift you've ever gotten from a fan Oh, do people give you things? Yeah, people give me things. Someone once gave me a dildo shaped like their penis. They're like molded after (laughs) their actual penis. Yeah, yeah. How do they do that? Do they sculpt it? Well, there's these kits that you can buy if okay. either of you is ever interested. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It's a so you can like make a mold. It's a yes. DIY project. Of your erection. DIY. Mel's like, yep, I Mel's know. Mel's nodding. She knows. <laughs> that is the face of experience, right? Yeah. That's so she knows funny. what's up. I mean, she's got the gorgeous guys book on the table and this. Yeah. Uh, the, mold, the hints were there. All along. There everyone. are a lot of penises in this room. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a motif. Um, that's pretty. I mean, and there's. How do you accept that gift? Because that seems like a strange intention <laughs> mm-hmm. of like, 
Is this cool. meant because they like you it's in like, a romantic way? Right? It's like is a this dick a pic on the next level. Yeah. <laughs> Here's it's my a, dick. It's a 3D <laughs> dick pic. Wow. Yeah. Wow, um, that's crazy. I mean, it's flattering, I guess. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. I, don't I wouldn't want to get my that. My feeling was like, wow, I'm so flattered. It was more like, wow, this is really strange, but also kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he was kind of like enthusiastic about art things. He's okay. like an artsy okay. dude. Got it. So that was how he expressed his artistic feelings okay. about sex, I guess. Well, so, how, but how was it on a scale of one to ten? <laughs> <laughs> Never actually. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just used kidding. it Where, when that day comes. At what event was this? It was at a school that I spoke what? at. What? Okay. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah. you had like a P.O. box or something. Oh, that he, no. Oh, he, he handed, handed this to, to me. You? Yeah. So oh, you got to see so the person awkward. that this is attached oh, to. Yeah. I mean, it really wow. you know, brought the experience to life in yeah. a lot of ways. And can you imagine like going up after him and being like, I wrote you a letter. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a dick. Sorry, I'm a disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it really did change the, you know, the expectations really went up oh, for fan geez. gifts after that yeah that's i don't know if i would know what to do i think i'd be so uncomfortable oh yeah and confused with like the appropriate way to react i to can't that. imagine being that guy <laughs> looking at somebody in the eye being like here's my penis yeah, yeah. Handing it to i mean he handed it to me and i was like oh this is so cool like did you make it and because it looks handmade and right it's yes. made out of that <laughs> stuff and he was like yeah i made it i modeled it after myself wink I'm like, oh, oh wow. gosh. Well, that's well, it was very, nice to meet you. <laughs> but you know what? This is one thing to note is wow. like this, these are events where people are handing me things that look like genitals relatively frequently. So it wasn't yeah. like, you know, completely, completely out of place. Yeah, it wasn't completely out of bounds. Do you do a lot of speaking events like on college campuses and things like that? Yeah. How is that experience? Um, It's interesting. It's like changed a lot Has over it? the years. Yeah, because I feel like people are learning more about sex from the internet. Right. So they're coming in with a higher level of information now than they were six years ago. Which is which, great. Yeah, it's super great. Um, But also it's just so obvious how different our country is depending on where you go. Yeah. You like, must see like the regionalism. Totally. And it's really jarring. Like, really? yeah, because you'll walk into to one place where you're talking to freshmen and they've never heard the word penis said by an educator. Right. You know, and you're pull, putting up these like slides of a penis and they're just deer at headlights. Like it's clear <laughs> they're slightly horrified, wow. but they're fascinated, but horrified. Yeah. And then you'll go to like these super liberal private or, you know, private schools. Uh-huh where you have all these liberal kids from New York City or whatever with right. their rich parents and they've like already gotten sex ed 80 times. Right. And they want to go like deep with stuff and like they're like, what penis? I could like draw that myself and label it for you. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's... They just want all the advanced techniques. They want advanced <laughs> techniques. They also like the the political stuff, right? It starts to get really political oh, about oh, like sure. the LGBT stuff and a, a lot of stuff about like, I don't know, women's rights and kind of the intersection of sex and politics mm-hmm. more so once people have their basics down on their body. Right, 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 And right. that can be a little bit trickier actually because people are very passionate and, and have opinion. very different opinions about right. things. And mm-hmm. their opinions are probably very strong. Do you, do you find that in the Trump era, like, are you heartened by how we're finally having, like, actual conversations about consent? Yes. In a way that we weren't before? Totally. Like, that's sort of, I kind of look at it as sort of like the silver lining of this very, very dark cloud. Yeah, absolutely. You have to, absolutely. If you have to be optimistic about 
what comes out of this yeah. than it is, I think, getting conversations going, people yeah. not being afraid to sit in silence. So yeah. I imagine that that must be a, a bigger topic of conversation now than when you first started. Totally. Yeah. The con- the consent uh, topic is much more like people are familiar with it, but I actually right. think there's even much more anxiety about it too. Hmm. Like people are worried about how to do consent because they're worried about it being accused of something, right? Right. Whereas before it was like, I felt like more of my talks were centered around like how to have a really pleasant, loving experience with a partner. Right. Now it's like, how do I avoid being a me too? Right? Oh, yeah. And oh, that's like the wrong framework. It should right. be about like loving your partner the way they want to be loved. Right. right? Not Shouldn't... avoiding an accusation. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. But, you know, talking about it, got to start somewhere. Yeah. No, sure. It's a yeah. good thing overall. So That's true. Is there an ideal speaking engagement or like... Um, conference or something that you haven't been to yet that you'd love to go to? Oh, I don't know. I feel like I've like... Done a lot of it. Done a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I feel very uh, fortunate to have sat in so many different rooms around this kind of stuff. One thing that I would love to do more of is talk to some of these parents. Oh, yeah. um, That's interesting. Yeah. To kind of try to figure out is there a way to like change the way we're talking about it that makes it more comfortable for people who are just so anti-sex ed? Right. And trying to get to the root of where, where the negativity and like the yeah. resistance comes from. Mm-hmm. And is there a way to make you more comfortable? Yeah. Because it's got to be a personal projection, I would imagine, like 90% of the time. Yeah, is it's that just... it's like they weren't told, they weren't made comfortable, they weren't explained that this is okay to have these kind of, kind of conversations and it's just trickled down the the way. I think yeah. that's part, part of, of it. it. Yeah. I think the other part of it is there are people who just feel that when you educate people on what sex is, then they're gives, they're going to be having sex gonna, like crazy. They're going to be having it. I and, mean, and, and 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 all of the research. They're going to have it regardless. Yeah, you want them to have it that. as safe as possible. Yeah. So you got to talk about it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the greater issue, right? Yeah, I mean, I, the one like major misconception that maybe would be helpful to get out there more is that it, talking about it actually raises the age of first sex. That is like there's really? so much research. Yeah, that's that shows been that so proven. Yeah, wow. statistically, yeah. Yeah, it, and so like this idea that we keep it from kids, they have sex sooner. Yeah, and, and they're and not prepared, like you said. Yeah. you know, so it's just it's a bad situation. And areas with abstinence only education have higher rates of teenage pregnancy. Wow. And STIs as well. Yeah, because yeah. I always wonder with you know with this like new surgence of like 16 and pregnant and like young and pregnant and mm-hmm. like all of these MTV shows even with like catfish I always wonder is this doing more harm than good by glorifying this idea of mm. like these teenagers that are struggling and have a child and are Do like Do you think it's glorifying? I don't know I heard uh, I, this is not based on any factual anything but I remember hearing years ago that like the rate of 16 year olds after 16 and pregnant took off from TV oh, wow. having children was like exponentially increased because oh, people awful. wanted to be on the show. Oh god. They wanted to be famous quote unquote right. for having a child at a, t- a teenage year. I don't know if that's True. They should get a passport and try out for the Amazing Race instead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, touche. You know, I don't know about that. There's probably a bunch of studies at this point, but there was another study to Mm -hmm. ease your worried heart that showed uh, 16 and pregnant lowered rates. Oh, amazing! in, In areas where there was high watching. Gotcha. It's, that's cor- you can't like establish this cause this, right? But yeah, it's you ca- can, causation it's not, or correlation is not necessarily causation. I don't totally. Yeah. Do you guys remember that show Undressed <laughs> on MTV? No. Undressed yeah. was a show that basically taught me about sex. Really? It was like this show that was on every night at like eleven o'clock on MTV. 
Um, and it was like these, it's basically like um, a college soap opera, essentially. And it would be like three episodes would follow like three different storylines. And then you get three new storylines. And it's just about people like in high school and college, like having sex and like trying to figure it out. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And it was like the most raw, real thing I'd ever seen. And I was in high school when it was airing. And I was like, this is like you wait to watch Undressed at Night. But it was so scandalous. (laughs) Right. Even though in hindsight, I'm sure if I watched it, I'd be like, this is like a PG. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't Loveline on at that time, too? Loveline was on at that time. But I didn't really get into that because I didn't understand what it was. This was like soap opera. So there's the narrative and the drama. Yeah, sure. and the relationship you know sagas that were happening also what's his face um adam brody who was on the oc mm. he started on undressed and i remember wow. watching him being having such a crush on him <laughs> and we didn't have like internet so i would watch the credits to try and figure out what his real name was <laughs> <laughs> couldn't figure it out until the oc i was like that guy looks so familiar <gasps> it's my crush from undress that's so awesome yeah. i love that mtv's kind of always been a bit of a crusader on the sex positive front because yeah, you started your like first main thing was like working with mtv yeah right? yeah i did some stuff with mtv and i just like having worked with their teams for a few years i just feel like they really are invested in more positive messaging yeah and they re- i think there is like a self-awareness in my experience about like oh we're we do music stuff right. sometimes because <laughs> mtv is much broader now yeah. but you know the the way that music talks about sex is often in a very like sexy right about chicka wow wow kind of way uh-huh. and that isn't necessarily like all the messaging that people not the reality. about sex mm. yeah it's just one part of what things. would you recommend on top of your videos places that people or like people that you think are doing really great work in like sex education or like shows that you think are doing really good kind of um, yeah oh my goodness um there's so many i mean in general i love scarlet teen okay great website lots of just so comprehensive forums everything i love that website it's amazing um and just in terms of like sexual health stuff go ask alice is another great great one okay but i love erica moen's um oh joy sex toy comic oh fun. so yeah so she's more in the content creator sphere and she is just fantastic that's awesome yeah i love her stuff um someone wants to know what advice do you have for harry and megan on their wedding night oh my god <laughs> important inquiring oh, minds geez. need to know oh uh, God, that's a lot of pressure. Like, <laughs> how am I going to make your wedding night so great? Imagine how Megan feels. I don't know. Maybe just like, you know, try new things out. There you go. Go there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Gotta go all out. It's a wedding night, right? I feel like that could be your tagline. Go there. <laughs> I'd recommend oh going, go easy on the alcohol at the reception. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a good point. Sure. But it's also the royal wedding. Yeah, that's true. How are you going to, oh. Man, so yeah, there must be things. all kinds of like. Uh, traditional royal alcohol to consume. <laughs> royal alcohol. There must be. I want to try Isn't that. There mu- it's also of ritualized. Course. Like it must be like this is the wine from like I don't know. Prince. Well, Prince. here's a question. Mean, speaking of like drinking, um, what do you <laughs> when you take time off from being online or social media? What's like your what do you do like to reset, reprogram? Mm. I've been asking a lot of people this lately. Just so, yeah. one because. I could use some advice. Uh, yeah. But two, just I think it's interesting to find out what people do offline since everyone's so plugged in constantly. Yeah. I mean, before I tell you, is there anything that's been like so enlightening or like useful in your life? In my life? Um, I mean, a lot of people are doing the thing. And maybe you told me this, Jack, where you try to turn off your phone or mm-hmm. maybe you told me this, smell like do the whole turn everything off technology wise like an hour before bed or something. 
what were you telling? You're telling me something along those lines. Yeah, it's um, th- that does help, um, but it's very hard to do. <laughs> I know because you're like, well, what if I miss this email? Well, yeah. I'm also, I also like just lose track of time, and I don't yeah. realize how late it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I had to relatable. put a thing. I had to put a thing on my phone that was just like, okay, time to start winding down. And like every time it pops up, I'm always like, already? What? <laughs> no, come on. Party's just, just starting. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I've been that. getting more in touch with going outside and traveling to places that don't have reception and trying to be, because my boyfriend sure. loves camping a ton. Awesome. And I previously wasn't a big camper. Um, and he also likes going camping and not telling me that we won't have reception. And so now I've <laughs> grown to assume that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And so, often. yeah, having it's a little uncomfortable at first, but then like letting go into that has mm-hmm. been like a wonderful way to reset and balance things out. Totally. So what do you do? That's a good one. Yeah, I do all those things. I think mm-hmm. that's great. And I do it usually. Sometimes I'll take like three or four days where I will like delete my apps so I can't be tempted oh, to go on oh, my that's phone. Smart. That's I, super I sign out nice. of mine to do that. Yeah, that, so that would just, probably give you an extra <laughs> moment to think about what you want to yeah, do. So I'm like, oh, what's my password? Oh, never mind. Yeah. I guess I'll go do something productive. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. I, I think that's really important because we're so oversaturated with our yeah. screens and it's so addictive. Oh, and yeah. you can that little dopamine hit every time you see a notification or something. Exactly. Oh my God. So evil. It's just programmed. We've conditioned ourselves. Totally. Yeah. And so it's unconditioning that is so hard to do. <laughs> that I'm like, how do you unravel this giant knot? <laughs> but there's also, I, I kind of try to use that to my advantage as well. Like one of the things that I like to do is I like to ride my bicycle a lot. And uh-huh. so like I have an app on my phone that like tracks my ride. And yeah. I can be like, did I do faster today? Did I do better than yesterday? Whatever. And so I try to like sort of gamify it. But um, I find that to be very zen. Yeah. yeah. Super zen. There's, there's like a way, I think there's a way to sort of find that balance. And I think that's really the tricky thing. Cause like that feels like a great use of my phone that I'm right. very positive about scrolling absentmindedly through Instagram for 45 minutes mm-hmm. and then suddenly realizing that half the day is gone. Yeah. That's, feel that. Feel that. That feels negative to yeah. me. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> no reward. Totally. Yeah. That yeah. said, what's your favorite social media platform? Um, oh, I don't really like social media. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Shots fired. Like, I, I don't. Like, it's so weird that I think about this a lot. I'm like, I don't like socializing online. And yet here is such a big part of my life. Right. I'm like expected to. Yeah. But I mean, if I had to choose one, it would probably be Facebook because I'm 90 on the inside. Yeah. And also it connects me to my friends. Oh, you true. know, and like we plan our little trips and all kinds of stuff on Facebook. Yeah. I like seeing what my, you know, crazy aunt in Oregon's doing. <laughs> what's going on up there? You know, I I just I like being able to see what's going on with the real people with in the my people, life. Yeah, that are you're actually connected to in yeah, your life. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I mean if I had if I had to only have one forever it would be Facebook. Got it. But I think I could probably live without Facebook too. <laughs> <laughs> like I might be even happier without it. I think I am happier without it. Like I just I feel like I think social that's been media. Proven. Is, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is not conjecture. Yeah, no, for real. I just feel like it makes me happier when I'm not online. There you go. You yeah. know. Um. Well, that said, make sure you go watch uh, Lacey's videos on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, where can people find you on social media? <laughs> um, well, Lacey, thank you so much for being here. This has yeah, been super fun. We're gonna give you. Uh, we make a custom fortune cookie for everyone that is a guest on not too deep so you can feel free to open is this you telling my fortune um i don't i mean it's just somehow got in there it's the cookie okay it's telling you wow i'm really excited now yeah my expectations are high as they should be (laughs) okay it reads 
Oh, goodness. Your dream sex bot will only become sentient just enough to be able to do the dishes when it feels like a bowl has been left out a day too long. Very considerate. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. More reasons to get a sex bot. There we go. I, this was the last push I needed. Exactly. The universe is telling you that you need a sex bot in your life. Um, I agree. 100%. This has been so much fun, but... In reality, where can people find your videos, find you online to get all of the, I think, really helpful and pertinent information? Thank you. Yeah, YouTube's the best place. Okay. You know, that's where I post most of the videos. But I tweet sometimes and cool. Insta sometimes. You and know, is your YouTube channel just Lacey Green? Yep. Lacey yep. Green? L-A-C-I Green. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Guys, go check her out if you haven't already. And we'll see you next time on Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. With Grace Helbig. This summer, step up your grill game with the revolutionary Beyond Burger. This mouth-watering masterpiece is the only plant-based burger that is so meaty, it's sold in the meat case at your local grocery store. It's packed with protein, it's better for you and the planet, and will satisfy even the most ravenous of carnivores. Ready to taste the future of protein? Visit beyondmeat.com grace to find a local retailer near you. That's beyondmeat.com grace. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Produced and directed by Jack Ferry. Producer Melissa D. Mons. With writing by Diane Kang. Audio support by Chris Henry. Editing by Melissa D. Mons. And an extra special thank you to Flula for the theme music. 